Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to the second season of So I Got to Thinking... Back. We're back. Um, this is the weekly podcast where each week Dylan, Rebecca, Jones, Ooh. and Juna Schooner Dawson <laughs> will be watching Sex in the City from the very beginning and asking if Carrie Bradshaw's very random questions are still relevant for now 2020. We're not in 2019 yeah. anymore. I mean, this isn't Novocaine. For modern society, we're not pretending the global apocalypse isn't happening. We're not putting a Carrie Bradshaw-shaped plaster over what's going on. But either way, we are delighted to be back. And this week, at the very beginning of our second season, we're going back to obviously the second season of Sex and the City with season two, episode one. Take me out to the ball game. Have mm. I put too many words in, or is it just take me to the ball game? I thought it was take me to a ball game. Not that it matters. As ever, you can find us at Sigurd on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Um, we want you to get involved. We know you love Sex and the City as much as we do. Um, so please join in. And this season we will be joined by some really amazing guests as well. But this week it's just family. Yeah. Just Dylan and I. We wanted to have a catch up. We thought that was best. We didn't want anyone else in, in episode one, did we? We are the best one. <laughs> so it's just us. We didn't want you to think that, you know, there was anybody better. Than us so Sarah Jessica Parker actually got in touch with me and I said begged. no. She yeah. begged. I said no. She cried. I said, sorry, Sarah, we're just too busy and important. Slash Team Kim Cattrall. Dylan, do you want to give us like a potted synopsis potted, of what happened? Potted synopsis. The episode, as we've already said, is called Take Me Out to a Ball Game, the Ball Game. And it's themed around, basically around Carrie breaking up with Big, isn't it? That's the big theme. As you said once, it's, it was, I imagine, first on the whiteboard. Um, and the girls go to the Yankee Stadium and Carrie meets the new Yankee. I Instagrammed Joe, the new Yankee, uh-huh. and he's, I'm going to check Instagram is right now. Is he at now. the new Yankee on Instagram? He's not, no, how miserable. <laughs> he is... Um, in real name? life, his name is Mark Devine. Uh-huh. Um, if you're listening to this, hi, Mark Devine. Maybe we've edited you in at a later date. But um, I wanted 
to ask him if he had any memories of his time on Sex and the City, but he has not. And that's not something I'm going to do this season. I'm going to internet stalk mm. sort of strange one-off that's guest, a really guest cast people. Good idea. I would want to act, ask him if he actually likes jazz. He's like, I don't like that jazz stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you know, I think... We've all been out with a Joe, just a really handsome man who doesn't really have anything to say for himself. And you really want to fancy him because he's so good looking and would look so good on social media. But actually, he's basically monosyllabic. Yeah. And as the plot develops, he serves a purpose because Carrie and the New Yankee end up on page six of the New York Times, which... That's a win. Her friends speculate that while you're going through a breakup, what better revenge than to be pictured with a hot baseball player? I'm not sure if that's the healthiest. Well, should we just get straight into like... <laughs> this episode <laughs> is not healthy. None of it. Like, there's a lot of things wrong with this episode. The, the point of this episode is that it picks up four weeks after the events yeah. of season one in which we saw Carrie um, choose to walk away from mm. Mr. Big because he couldn't give her the sign she was looking for, the grand commitment she needed. A reasonable decision. Yep. It felt very empowered. Had season one been the last ever episode of Sex and the City, I think we would have gone away with goodwill towards Carrie for that feminist choice. But she's miserable. She hasn't left her flat. She hasn't put any makeup on. She looks out of her window and smokes cigarettes. Yeah. um, Prompting the soul-searching question this week of what are the breakup rules? Mm. I do love Charlotte's formula, her mathematical formula. Yeah. Uh, It takes half the time you went out with someone to get over them. So you've been with Chris for how long? (laughs) It was four years in November. Okay, so if you were to break up with Chris, theoretically, we can't get back on the Dylan train until, what, 2022? 2022. (laughs) I don't know if I like this formula. It's one of those things that the longer, it's kinder the shorter you've been dating someone, obviously. But I always talk about iconic Sex and the City lines. I think this is a Sex and the City line. If it's original, I wonder if, like, this has always been a rule and they, like, just had Charlotte say it. So I've come up with some breakup rules as well, and I think... The, the whole point of, as, as we then progress through the episode, is Carrie sort of comes up with some Twitter rules of her own. So to be clear, this isn't rules for how to break up with someone. It's rules for how to manage and negotiate a breakup after it's happened. Like Dua Lipa. Yeah. Well, yeah, the new rules. The, the new rules, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one that I was thinking of was, I do think it's probably reasonable and sensible not to speak to them for like a few weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it's avoidant or because you hate them or any of that. No matter how amicable the breakup is, I think it's probably good just to kind of get out of the mindset. And you could even say to them like, look, there's no hard feelings here, but I just think that we shouldn't, if they're trying to like text you and talk to you and say like, are you okay? Like, how is everything? Just be like, sorry. Don't talk to me for a bit. Oh, I went on further than that. In my rules that I've written in my notes, I've said pretend they're dead. Okay. (laughs) Which is, I've I've had that one in the past. So when you're tempted to reach out to them and make contact, tell yourself, well, you can't, silly, because they're dead. dead. So there's no point in texting them. They're dead. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then rule number two, being slightly less extreme, was unfollow on social media. Yeah. You don't need that. And I know it can feel petty and a bit middle school to immediately block someone. 
but do you really need to see them going about their daily life, a daily life that doesn't involve you anymore? Mm. So I think obviously that was the rule that Carrie didn't have to worry about seeing Mr. Big on Instagram. Yeah, and you like see them in a story with like a hot person and you're like, who's that? So actually maybe the maybe the biggest rule is to set the rules with your ex. If it's ended on mm. manageable terms, then maybe say, look, let's not speak to each other for four weeks. Mm. And I think possibly that way you can... Because th- this whole episode, it's 30 minutes of Carrie being terrified she's going to randomly run into Mr. Big. Yeah. So possibly if Carrie and Big had established some rules about, look, could you please not occupy the east side? Yeah. I mean, New York is really helpfully divided down the middle. I mean, maybe yeah. Big could have stayed on the west side. Carrie could have stayed on the east side. I would say London is maybe even better for that. Because, mm-hmm. mind you, I think that I would divide it diagonally. So I'd be like, if I get north and east, you can have south and west. Um, that seems quite harsh, given that Chris works in North, <laughs> in London. North London. And all of his friends live in North London. Harsh. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, next, my next new rule, uh-huh. um, is it kosher, is um, <laughs> I think you should shag a lot of people. I think yeah. if you, when you become single... It can be heartbreaking, obviously, but I think at these times it's important to focus on what you're going to gain from being single. Yeah. And, of course, the flip side of of commitment is freedom. Mm. And now you, as a newly single person, are free to do as many rebounds as you see fit. And this, I suppose, this is more applicable if you've been in a monogamous relationship, but... Certainly in the past, when I came out of monogamous relationships, there was a delightful period of... Sex. Sex. <laughs> Just kind of like in that newness. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, I believe sex is super fun and preferable within a committed relationship because it means you can really know your partner. Yeah. You get to know what turns them on and there's less weirdness. It can be funnier um, yeah. and you can have a sense of humor about it. But there is also <laughs> something to be said for the new yeah. and the novelty. And and so I really enjoy that. I mean, if, if that's not your bag, I mean, I think freedom can look like lots of things, like take yourself on a mini break. Do you like funny little things that you weren't able, that you love to do but weren't able to do because your partner, like, I don't know, didn't like it or it wasn't their thing or whatever? Like going to aquariums. I love aquariums and Chris just isn't interested. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, so, shall we go to London Aquarium one time? It's like 50 quid. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, no, well, 40, I don't want to like missell London Aquarium. Like 40 quid, I think. For a single person? Mm. Yeah. I went by myself once. That's like a pound of fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's at least like a pound per crab. Like they've probably got like 40. I went by myself once and when you get to the end, they have like this green screen, which is like got an aquarium on it and they make you pose in front of it. And there were loads of like groups of families and couples and things in oh. front of me. And then I just had to like do it by myself. And I was like, just had my hands up like, hi. That is triggering. That's like later on when Charlotte has to go to tap dancing by herself. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a penguin at London Aquarium called Juno. Yes. Do you remember that poster? Yes. <laughs> I had lots and lots of messages from people saying, oh, my God, you're on the underground. I was like, lol. Um, but now I think as well things like take, I think sometimes as a society, we have made being single a bit like leprosy. And so I think, and we're going to come to this in a couple of weeks, there's an episode called They Shoot Single People, don't they? Doing those 
things which confront the scariness of being single. Go abroad. Take yourself on a trip to New York. It's not like you're going to be by yourself. It's New York, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think really enjoy that freedom. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to take a little break for an ad break. Um, oh this is, you will notice this season, Dylan and I, we've done a season now. <laughs> we know how it works. We've got it. We've got headphones. We've got, we've got headphones got ad breaks. on. We're, I'm not eating my little bowl of fruit because I know it will sound disgusting. Um, so, yeah, and we'll see you back here in two. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello there, and welcome back. This season, we are very proud to have partnered with a corporate sponsor. I told you it was going professional. Ding. Uh, ding. <laughs> we are very proud to be endorsing Brighton Gin this series. Um, they are a local gin distillery brisk just outside of Brighton. And each week, we will be bringing you a delicious gin cocktail recipe perfected mm. by Brighton Gin. <laughs> this week, we are recommending the Gimlet Cocktail. It's very, very easy. Um, all you need is to combine gin and lime syrup stirred to perfect dilution with lots of ice. It's a refreshing cocktail to enjoy with friends. You are going to take a martini glass, stick it in the fridge to chill, then pop 50 milliliters of lime syrup, which you can either buy or you can make it into a jug, a tall glass, and add a few ice cubes and 50 milliliters of Brighton gin. Stir until the outside of the container feels very cold. Strain the mixture into your pre-chilled glass and garnish with a slice of lime and edible flour. I love that it's just half syrup and half gin. Boozy. That is my kind of drink. Now, technically, there will be purists who will argue that it's not a cocktail unless it has three ingredients. <laughs> but I think the edible flower counts. And again, thank you very, very much, Brighton Gin, for your sponsorship of our podcast. Thank you. Okay, so let's get back into it. Yeah. Because I think my other rule, if if we're <coughs> counting them, is... One, don't pick up the phone. Yeah, two, you know, don't like how <laughs> drunk and alone. Um... After you've had a haircut, because I think it's really important to get a haircut. Yeah. Lots of everybody in the cast has had a haircut in the four weeks since Carrie left big. Carrie's hair is magically quite a lot longer. Um, is reconnect with your friends. And mm. this is kind of the real theme of this episode. And I think my favourite thing about this episode in that it deals with 
Because in season one, nobody really fell out as as a group of friends that they remained fairly solid. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this week, there is a tension between Miranda and the other three girls, which I think is my my favourite favorite part. And I think the scene when they're at brunch and Miranda really chastises them mm. for having nothing to talk about but men yeah. is, I think, one of the very best scenes Absolutely. that ever happened. Absolutely. I really felt um, Cynthia Nixon's acting in this episode. She's great. Mm. Possibly the, I don't know, possibly the strongest actor out of all of them. I think there's a reason Miranda is perhaps the fan favourite. Yeah. And I felt, I I wondered, this scene's really interesting. We touched on it briefly in in season one, didn't we? I wondered if, and I said back then as well, I wondered if this scene happened because of responses from viewers. Undoubtedly. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, because I think the feminist credentials of the show had very much been challenged. Uh Season one was a huge hit. And... Perhaps rightly, and we talked about this throughout season one, the show's feminist credentials always slightly went halfway and stopped. But that's what they did with this scene as well, though, I think. Because she <laughs> she had this like whole kind of amazing thing and Carrie's voiceover was like, she was right. Mm-hmm. Uh, silly women everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. And then literally that was it. The next scene, Carrie's like, the next morning we went shopping and it's like... Okay, so that was it then. Sometimes you can, I think it's enough to acknowledge it. I think, mm. and as well, the fact that they did it in episode one as well, like sort of straight yeah, out the way, Miranda uh, yeah. saying, and bless them, she just wants them to look at her palm pilot, <laughs> which yeah. she loves, um, <laughs> dated. Um, and <laughs> she, you know, it's, she, she says, how can it be that four such smart women yeah. have nothing to talk about except tiny dicks, and low hang we've not even come to the low hangers yet low hanging balls um and and missing your boyfriend and how good carrie looks with men (laughs) Uh, and 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 of course as carrie points out you know women all around the world are guilty as charged but i think since then so this i think this season went out in 99 yeah i think we've moved on the notion of what feminism means and this notion of women having all the same choices that men have and if that means a group of women sitting down at brunch to bitch about men that is their choice yes and i think we we can see without them needing to bang on about it that they are four professional women Mm. they all work they all earn money they pay taxes they shop they date um they are four women who are making choices and I think that's the most feminist thing that we can say about stories about women, which is Miranda might have an issue with the choices that they were making that day. Yeah. But what she should have recognised is that, you know, they they are free to do that. You know, not none of them are exactly chained to the kitchen sink. Yeah, that's and, true. And later, actually, Miranda softens. Because yeah, because we, we, we find out about Eric. Yeah. The outfit that she's wearing when she bumps into Eric is iconic. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, the puffer jacket. <laughs> like the Miranda look. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's only so much that I can wax lyrical on this really because I'm not a woman, but it annoyed me. It annoyed me as well that Miranda at first protested and then it turned out that she was just as susceptible to it as the others but it does hurt. Mm, and I think, yeah. you know, we can we can 
be feminist and be heartbroken. Yeah. And, and I think that's how I recognize <clears throat> when when I think about feminism, it means having all the same choices that men do. And it means not having to be in, indestructible. I, yeah. d- I don't think being a feminist means you have to be immune from men <laughs> or not letting men into your life. Yeah. Um, I think... And I think what Miranda recognises when she runs into her ex. So we've never heard of Eric before, but we we learned that prior to season one, Miranda had been in a committed relationship with a chap called Eric. And she never, barely ever mentions him. Never mentions him, which is why we've not heard his name. Mm. Um, Skipper is not in this episode. (laughs) Is Skipper in this He's in, I think, the next episode, and that's the last we see of him. And that's it. Oh, Skippy. Your contract (laughs) is not renewed. Um... And so Miranda runs into Eric with his new girlfriend, the woman that he left her for on Mm. the street. And of course, it really, really hurts. And I think actually my, if Miranda's confrontation of the group is my favourite scene, my second favourite scene is where you think at the tail end of the episode that Carrie is ringing big. She's, she says, she rings up and yeah. says things are really weird between us, but can we meet? That was, yeah. And it's not big. It's and then Miranda. It's quite, it's really well shot as well. Like a sort of waiter moves out of the way and there she is. I loved that too. I think my favourite scene in the whole episode was quite a superficial one. Just them all sitting on the seats at the ball game with like sunglasses and beers. Like so good. Um, so iconic. I can't really explain why. <laughs> I think it's one of, it's that it's they did it in season one as well where they all turned up at the baby shower. There is something yeah. interesting about seeing them in a discordant setting. Yeah. And yeah. seeing them dressed in couture. Yeah. I mean, even even in that scene, Miranda's in Fendi, which I clocked <laughs> for this time. I was like, Miranda, that's a Fendi coat. Um and sat in the bleachers of a baseball game. Yeah. It did look great. They were quite they were quite like mischievous and cheeky in this episode. They were like running around like <laughs> running across roads, running down into, like, to meet the new Yankee, like... And all four of them were quite sort of cheeky, just, like, running around New York, which I loved. Yeah, I think it's, like, a lot of second seasons, it knows its strengths now, and they are Mm. more confident in the direction and the direction the show was taking. Um, Can I go back to my rule about reconnecting with your friends? Yes, sorry, yeah. Because I think, um, and this is true, I think, of a lot of us, as well-meaning as you are... When you commit to a long-term relationship, you have to give a huge amount of your time to making that relationship work. You can't, you know, unless maybe you're in a long-distance relationship. I mean, even if you're in an open or a polyamorous relationship, a chunk of your time is going to go to pruning that relationship. Yeah. And sometimes your friendships inevitably, not fall by the wayside, but... You and certainly as I went into my 30s, you know, I just started not seeing my friends as much. When I was in my 20s, me and my friends used to be round each other's houses five nights a week yeah. watching America's Next Top Model, watching Sex <clears throat> in the City. Yeah. And then as we started to settle down into relationships, get engaged, get married, we just see each other less. Now maybe we're lucky to see each other maybe once a month. And so I think my biggest breakup role is you use that time you're about to get a load of time back yeah reconnect with your friends is there a hobby you can start a motherfucking podcast yeah you know just find a way to reconnect and i think sometimes as well and i think this this is certainly true of me not that i rank my friends if you're listening to this i do not rank (laughs) my friends but sometimes you know there's those friends that you make a real effort to see constantly and then there's there's your sort of friends 
you know, from maybe old university friends yeah. or something that you've slightly let slide. Look at those relationships in your life that aren't romantic, that maybe you've let slide a bit. Yeah. And start to build bridges. Or something that I really appreciate when I get to do it is, you know, there's those people who you have met a couple of times and you just know that you would get on really well. You both know that you'd get on really well like a house on fire if you could just hang out, ha- have the time to hang out a bit more. Get in touch with them. Well, that was like us. Yeah. I love that we started a podcast so that we would be yeah, hang out. Yeah. Because we're very busy people. Yeah. We might not. I don't live in London anymore. We might not have seen each other. There are only years. so many hours in the day. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we set aside an hour a week <laughs> To hang out to and talk about sex in the city, obviously. <laughs> Sponsored by gin. <laughs> Sponsored by Brighton Gin. Brighton Gin. Brighton Gin. That's Brighton, <laughs> like the city, gin. Can uh, we talk about low hangers, please? Yeah. Because this, so on your whiteboard, yeah. they were like, right, so this Ball week it's all based around balls. Balls. Yeah, that was quite transparent. I was like, oh. Like this story was put in so that they could make that, so Carrie could say that one line about like both dating Ball players. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Shoehorn. Yeah. So to give you the context, if you've not seen the episode, Charlotte's um Shag of the Week um <laughs> is a jazz producer, a man who it's a record label, who just can't stop playing with his testicles in public places. It did I did have quite a visceral reaction to it when it showed it. I was like, Ugh. No. I've been out with men who cannot keep their hands out of their really? hands. Really? Like, literally with men who shove their hands down their pants. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Stop. Ooh. Um, and Carrie and Samantha posit that the reason he's playing with his balls is that he has low hangers. Yeah. Is this a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It varies, the kind of hanging. Mm. I once went out with a man a really, really long time ago. So we're going back to when I was probably in my early 20s, who had the most enormous testicles. I am not, I don't know if, well, I'm sure some people are testicle people. I am not a testicle person. Well, Dylan, um, one of my things that really, really fascinates me is people who, no judgment, we don't judge at sex, uh, Sigurd. No. um, Is men who are people with penises um, who like to inject their testicle sacs with saline. Yes. And I wonder now, knowing everything I know, if this guy that I briefly dated in the 18th century had (laughs) salined his ball sack. How big are we talking? Oh, so big. You could see it through his trousers. I think he probably did then. Which is dangerous. Don't do it. It is. Are are you familiar? No, this is some podcast crossover. Um, My boyfriend is very into last podcast on the left. And we were listening to all about, what's his face? I bet you know who it is. It's like Pup something. Man, a man. Like it's called Noodles and Beef. Noodles and Beef. Okay, so we'll we'll say allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, there's a guy, he used to be big on Instagram. I think he's deleted all his social medias now. A guy called Noodles and Beef. A gay guy who had like this sort of, I don't really know how to describe it. I don't want to describe it as a sex cult, <laughs> allegedly. Oh, I know that. You, Dylan, I'm going to say you I must. Know this. And basically, yeah. he had this whole like, like Instagram family <clears throat> of like hunky gay men yeah. who were like, it was like a master and slave like relationship, which yeah. is again, no judgment, a master and slave. And part of being in Noodles and Beef's gang was that you had to have great big saline testicles. And a guy mm. died. Mm. One, of, one of the pups died. And yeah. it's, it's all over the internet and lots of people sort of calling for this guy needs to face justice, kind of. I wonder what the Sex and the City ladies would have said about that. 
if that had been part of the conversation. Again, well, perhaps, again, perhaps had this episode been in 2020 rather than 99, it would have been, perhaps Charlotte would have been instead shocked to discover that her boyfriend injected his testicles with saline. Yeah. Because he just really loved a massive sack. I'm just picturing, like, Charlotte, like, finding a needle in the bathroom and being like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> Samantha being like, oh, great big balls. Yeah. Great big saline balls. Oh, it's all the rage. Saline balls are the blowjob of the 90s. Balls are the new dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's literally what it would be. Have you ever bumped into an ex? Constantly, yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. I've never been on really, really bad terms yeah, with an ex. That's good. Even the ones, and there was a couple of guys, read the gender games out now. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of guys who really did break my heart. But and I think I said this in season one, when you transition, it does slightly let off your all your exes off the hook. Because I've said many times that had mm. I married one of the guys in my 20s, sooner or later, I would have still transitioned. Oh, my gosh. Where are we, Dylan? It's Transcorner. It took us longer than usual. That's right. But we're here. Bing, bong, bing. Have, oh, my God. Have you ever bumped into an ex recently and he's not realised that it's been you? I once bumped into a guy that I lived with um, and we completely lost touch. That one did end quite badly. I think right. he was very upset. And so we didn't stay in touch at all afterwards. And um, he came into the coffee shop where I sometimes write. And I was with a friend who he knew anyway. <clears throat> and so I was like, oh, I wasn't sure you would know it was oh. me. And I think with my job, certainly if I went out with somebody who worked in the media, I would have kept one eye on their career. And so I yeah. think he had kept one eye and on And also with social too. media and everything, like it's, yeah. So I don't think it was a big shock. Yeah. But he wished me well and... um. The, but certainly in my 20s, there was there was one ex where, you know, when I used to see him on the street, I was like, again, I think I did once run into mother care to avoid <laughs> speaking to him. I um, used to date a guy who, I'm not going to give too many details, but it ended really badly. And he's got a very distinctive colour of hair, like not a natural colour of hair that he always had. It was like his mm -hmm. trademark thing. So now whenever I see like a guy who's like his height with that colour hair, I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> um, and I once got off a tube carriage because I thought ah. so we've all done it it's true like yeah. we've all been there Miranda does she hide behind a post <laughs> is that what Miranda does in that like little yeah like I said that little outfit I hid also um, smelling perfume is triggering mm. if you smell the perfume that they used to wear it well, brings yeah. it all back did I talk about the guy that sexually assaulted me wearing John Paul Gaultier. Um, I can't smell that. No, <laughs> you didn't. Well, so I mean, I'm triggered in a really different way that, yeah, if I smell John Paul Gaultier, I know this is, I love you, John Paul Gaultier, <laughs> but if I smell <clears throat> La Mal, I'm just like, red alert, there is Shit. there is like a rapist in the room, kind of. So Shit. I think, yeah, smell can be incredibly evocative, yeah. My, I think my favourite Charlotte quote was when, when, Carrie challenges her about the low hangers. Charlotte's response says, I don't understand. He comes from a good family, <laughs> yeah. which is the most Charlotte line. As if, as if his breeding would, <laughs> would stop his stop his um, balls. Um, Carrie saying, one shameless flash of my press pass later. Oh, how times have changed. Like, press passes don't really exist anymore, for one thing. And if you did have one, you would not get backstage at 
like the Yankee Stadium with no prior notice. Not with prior notice, but you do get invited to some very strange things. Yes. You, you, I mean, I've been, I mean, true. bless both the London Eye and the I360. I get an invite <laughs> once a week. And I'm to like, the London Eye? Not until you install toilets. I'm oh. an IBS sufferer. Quite right. Do you want me to poo in your pot? And gender neutral ones at that. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, Woke Charlotte. Um, if you listen to season one, you will know that we we have sort of co-opted the theory of Woke Charlotte, which was started by the Instagram account Every Outfit on Sex and the City, who are amazing. And this is the notion that if Charlotte was from 2020 and was much more aware of social justice because I'm very I'm, I'm slightly now I think weirdly woke Charlotte might have something to say about the use of the word woke actually oh especially in, in the aftermath of an election and Lawrence Fox and all these awful things I think why was Lawrence Fox even on question time I'm, I've been invited on question time as well so. but you well, anyway 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 <laughs> anyway um and so, yeah, Woke Charlotte, I thought she might have something to say about Samantha perving on men. Yes. If it was men trying to break into a women's changing room yeah. to look at vaginas, I think we would be horrified. Samantha trying to sneak a peek. Also, Miranda saying to Carrie, get your coat on, Anne Frank. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I wasn't sure whether to write that down. I was like, I was like, we have to woke Charlotte will not be happy if we don't write this down. <laughs> like so. this this idea that yeah she's that she's living in isolation from the Nazis not quite comparable. Do you know what I think Miranda probably would have said that though? Miranda's quite irreverent, isn't yeah. she? Also, as well. Something that bugged me, and I know <clears throat> somewhere in the ether, I felt Alex Fox, our sexpert friend bristling about this is uh-huh. when Samantha brought in her vibrator mm-hmm. as a part of her sex life with James. Oh yeah, because we were chatting about this, weren't we? Yeah, before? and James tells her to turn it off. I really wish Samantha had said, no, this this feels nice for me. Yeah. She she submits to to spare the man's feelings, she spares her own sexual pleasure. Which doesn't feel very Samantha. No. But then she does love him, doesn't she? She does love James and his tiny little penis. <laughs> his tiny dick. Me, James, and his tiny dick. <laughs> Big happy family. Um. My final question for you, Dylan, yeah. is Carrie, while they're at the Yankees, she looks at her relationship stats as Miranda rattles through the new Yankee stats. Yeah. So what are your stats, Dylan? I could have asked you this in advance. I should have given you more time to prepare. Yeah. My stats are... So how old are you? I'm 28. So 28 years. Like Carrie, I've lived in... Carrie says after 10 years living in New York, I've lived... This year marks my 10th year living in London. And quite similar to Carrie, I've had... If we're counting like more than a year as a relationship, Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Or maybe even a bit less than a year. Yeah, maybe. I think I always think six, nine months. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I've had, yeah... Five, yeah, the same as Carrie. Five relationships, one of which I'm still in. Hmm. So I would be obviously I'm on thirty eight years. I thought you were going to say thirty eight relationships. It's probably not a million miles. <laughs> thirty eight years, I suppose. So I moved to Brighton eighteen years ago. Okay, let's reframe this. I'm going to change this as mm. Juna because I I always think that pre-transition my relationships were just doomed. Yeah. So I've yeah. been Juna for what six years this year. In that time, I've had two major relationships, one of which is about to convert to marriage. So, mm. but Carrie says 
she says something about like she's had a really bad that means she's had a really bad she's not done well she's not not, not had a home some football reference she's not had a home run or something and I was like that's not that bad like no god no she's kind of like shaming herself for it and I really believe <laughs> I don't think a relationship should be judged on either how long it lasts yeah. or whether or not it ends in marriage because there are some people who have been in awful relationships for like 40 years yeah I yeah just <clears> I have friends and sort of acquaintances who I look at their relationship and I just think this just looks like the most joyless psychological strain I've ever seen. <laughs> well done, you've made it 10 years through hell. You know, I'm just sort of... This, yeah. So I, I think, you know, that guy, and I think he'd be quite happy for me to say his name is Chris, who I dated right at the start of my transition. Yeah, no, it did only last about a year and it didn't go anywhere ultimately, but I would still consider that a really successful relationship. Yeah. And, and so I don't think we should judge ourselves too harshly on our relationship stats. No. Um, I think like in the film Rent, we should possibly be judging ourselves in uh, moments of love. I've never seen Rent. That's a weird queer gap in your knowledge, yeah. Dylan Jones. I've never seen Rent. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I don't know. That's, there's not, I, it's, it's not very queer, isn't it? I'm, no. I'm sure I'm going to get screamed down for that. Yeah. But it's, it's a bit of a straight. I've been too busy watching um, Sex in the City. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening. Please do join us again next week when we'll be watching season two, episode two The Awful Truth. In the meantime, do be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at S-I-G-T-T. So I got to thinking. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.